0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that never refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September the 15th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the Blueprint for Liberty, the Supreme Law of the Land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap's in order for yesterday. Today's broadcast, we talked about a new international review of COVID cases, reaches a clear recommendation, hold off on booster shots for the general population. That's right. The new paper's in the Lancet Medical Journal, of all places, and it's authored by researchers around the world, including the two FDA officials who are now resigning. Wow. They found no evidence that boosters are necessary in fighting illness for most people. Well, that goes against the Biden administration's agenda and Anthony Fauci, who wants to vaccinate, mandate, whatever, everybody everywhere. There's also a stunning UK reversal you ought to be aware of. They're going to scrap vaccine passports. They're going to scrap lockdowns. They're going to scrap PCR tests because they know they don't work stunning UK reversal. You could say that's good news, but I don't know if they're really backing off because they know the truth or if they're planning something more sinister. Keep an eye on the ball is what I would say. Natural immunity, ladies and gentlemen. Longer lasting than protection from COVID-19 vaccines. Yeah, Dr. Robert Malone. That's the guy that basically developed the technology that is used in the current mRNA tests. I'm going to give you his name again, Dr. Robert Malone. Uh, He basically says that's true. Natural immunity is longer lasting than protection from COVID-19 vaccines. So where's Joe when it comes to natural immunity? And if they say we've already got 66% of the nation vaccinated or at least one vaccination, uh, then what about all the natural immunity people added to that? What kind of level of immunity should we have at this point? But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, the truth is the spread of the coronavirus, or the spread of COVID nineteen, or Delta variant, or whatever you want to say. They claim it's worse now than when we started. Well, if that's true, maybe the things that we're doing are not working. Is that a you know reasonable conclusion after almost two years? We're social distancing. Uh, we're masking. We're vaccinating. And now it's worse than it was when we started, at least when it comes to the spread. Oh, that's because of the Delta variant, they say. No, my response is, when you're doing something and you're getting results you don't want, maybe you ought to do something different. How dumb am I? All right, anyway, that was the first hour of Liberty Roundtable live yesterday. Anyway, great detailed articulation. Available at libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, spread the word. On the second hour... Obviously, is not recorded at Liberty Roundtable, but it is recorded at brighteon.tv. That's B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N, brighteon.tv. You click on the live link when you want to watch us live every Tuesday, 10 o'clock Eastern, the second hour of Liberty Roundtable Live. The Richard Mack, or, I'm sorry, the Sheriff Mack Show. And it's me and Sheriff Mack breaking things down. We've been working on a simulcast of that broadcast, and we got it done. It was a little bit... Um, I don't know what you say. Not perfect, transitionally speaking, but we're working on it. And the simulcast did happen yesterday. So you got a simulcast with Bridie on TV and Liberty Roundtable Live going on every Tuesday, second hour, because Sam and Mac are on TV. And we had an incredible guest this time. It was Sheriff Chris Brown. And Chris Brown is from Claiborne County, Arkansas. And man, Chris was a rock star. Sheriff Brown is recently released an official sheriff's letter stating he will not comply with Biden's vaccine mandates, just simply will not do it. He said, that is not in my oath of office. That is not protecting my citizens. I am not for vaccines or against vaccines. I'm just telling you, you're not mandating anything. Anyway, archives of the Brideon, Liberty Roundtable Live, Sheriff Mack show can be found on TV. Now, over time, We'll get the uh, second hour back recording on Tuesdays as well. Every other day, we, rec- we record both hours, right? Monday through Saturday. But on Tuesday, we don't record the second hour. Um, why, you say? Because transitionally, it's hard. They don't have the same clock as we do. Um, anyway, there's a big delay when it comes to TV. It's very hard to, to get right. We can try to archive the whole thing. We're working on it. So we'll keep you posted. Um, we're working on an audio-only stream because the big you know video streams have dropouts and, and some glitches from time to time. It's just hard to get a solid uh, recording. Anyway, we'll do our very best, uh, see what we can do. There's a lot of ways we can go about this, and we're working on it. So we'll keep an eye on that ball just for you, but understand we're, um, what do you want to call it, launching into TV to some degree. By the way, he hasn't been with us in a while, but he's back now. James Edwards, talk show host in his own right, race, politics, and hypocrisy in the 21st century, the is his website for the radio show every Saturday night, and uh, he's also written a book "Racism Schmacism," which sorely needs to be updated. We need 2.0 of that dude. And uh, there you have it. We could put the white guy Joe Biden right on the cover. there. Anyway, I digressed. James, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir.
2: Great to be with you, Sam. always enjoy hearing the recaps. Yes, we can't escape the COVID issue. It seems (laughs) the more we know, the more there is to learn. Uh, And uh, figuring out the truth in this sea of uh, lies and deceit is always uh, certainly a chore. Uh, Very interesting to hear uh, as you continue to evolve and expand uh, the the breadth of the realm here uh, and what you're doing there in the second hour. Uh, very interesting, very exciting. Obviously, it's a very exciting week all the way around. It's great to be with you for my monthly stop.
1: So much to talk about, so little time. Let's just jump right in here. Newsom survives California recall vote and remains governor. Man, those poor people in California just take a beating, don't they? But it's self-inflicted, I might add. Uh-oh, we'll try to get James
2: back. Oh, no, I'm back. I'm there back. Is. No, I got it's you saying Yeah, I'm no, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, a, well, you know, I, I read about that with Larry Elder this morning. Larry Elder is a guy that I would have voted for out of the field out there. But the, of course, um, well, anyway, we all know. he's black. Well, yeah, that's what they say. That's what he, he looks, he appears to be. But, uh, you know, you go back to my campaign with Pat Buchanan back when I started cutting my teeth in politics and Azola Foster, and we had a fundraiser for her on behalf of the campaign at the House. And, uh, you know, she was from California as well. Now, that's very interesting, uh, the, these uh, very good, solid, constitutionalist uh, black Americans uh, coming out of California. Uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, I get you know, that is an anomaly that, that deserves some, some research so, uh, of uh, – Obviously, we know that blacks across the country overwhelmingly, uh, 95% plus overwhelmingly, vote for the Democrats. And the three of the most rock-solid people I'd go to war with uh, at any time, any day um, from that community all came from California. Jesse Lee Peterson, Azola Foster, and, and Larry Elder. But the whole thing was, I mean, we all know exceptions don't disprove a rule necessarily. The demographic problem out there in California has made it completely unwinnable for anybody with any common sense or reason or logic or whatever you want to call it. So I guess the gambit would have been if uh, Newsom had been recalled, that then the leader of the pack of the 40 or 50 or 60 candidates running, however many it was, it was quite long, would have become the governor. If if I understand correctly, and of that pack, Larry Elder did win, and he won handily. And I guess the consolation prize is that it it is now Larry Elder's California GOP. The California GOP is his party, or it's made in his image, uh, because he did rise uh, indisputably to the to the head of the pack of the opposition. But Gavin Newsom survived the recall in a romp, uh, sixty five to thirty five. So. There was just there was just never any chance, and obviously you're not going to beat as a Republican of any of any stripe. You're not going to beat the Democrat in a head-to-head race, for Democrats outnumber Republicans two to one in California. The only way it would have happened is if Newsom had been recalled, and then it would have gone to the leader of the pack, which Elder was. It was a weird situation. Recalls always are, but I just uh, yeah, it's never yeah, really a Yeah, you get a lot a of
1: mojo for the recall, but not enough mojo for the mass populace is what usually happens. I'm not saying there's not exceptions, but in general that's the way. Uh, it kind of works. Now, Joe Biden rolled out to California to really help Newsome. And I find this fascinating. I, I just don't understand how these liberals think. And I want to articulate this and kind of get your take on this, James. So, for the last, I don't know, since Trump rolled down the escalator, what, 2015? They've been saying Trump is a racist. He hates blacks. He's a white supremacist. He's dog whistling. Uh, all the uh, Nazis and all the KKK leaders and uh, everybody on down. Uh, and, uh, you know, he virtual si- signals and it goes on and on. That's what that's what their narrative was. Right.
2: Yeah, that's correct.
1: All right. Now, Biden rolls to California. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but just recently, right before this recall kind of went out. And Biden mocks Larry Elder. As a Donald Trump clone. Yeah, Biden mocks Larry Elder as a Donald Trump clone. Says Trump, Republicans trying to stop us from beating this pandemic. So let me get this straight. I'm kind of stupid. Donald's a racist. Larry's black. And now they're (laughs) like twins. Liberty Roundtable live. Live.
3: Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly But I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding
4: chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids.
1: Live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, James Edwards, org, and Sam Bushman. So uh, let me get this straight. Larry Elder's black. Uh, Donald Trump's been a racist uh, ever since he rolled down the escalator. Now, he wasn't a racist when he was all the friends and hobnobbing with the rich and famous and... Elite and celebrities and everything else for years and years and years. But the second he rolled down the escalator and decided he was into conservative politics, well, bazam, racist all the way, KKK leader, virtually speaking. Uh, and it all rolled downhill from there, from his dog whistling and virtual signaling and everything else. And now Larry rolls out, black dude from California, uh, very conservative. And now Joe Biden literally says, Hey, Joe Biden mocks Larry Elder. I mean, he's a Trump clone. Um, how does all that work for a couple of racists over there, James? I'm not understanding.
2: Well, I'll I'll tell you, it works exactly how it was intended to work. It works like a charm. I wrote the book. I caught on to this very early on in my career in radio, going back to 2004. Now, not quite as long though as you, Sam. Although that's that that wasn't exactly yesterday. But I, I caught I you know, when they started covering our show, all of these same names, races white supremacist, Nazi clan, bigot, whatever. I'm like, what? Because I'm not ashamed of who my ancestors are because I think there was greatness in men like Christopher Columbus and courage and bravery and valor and virtue and people like Robert E. Lee. I'm all of these things you say, these uh, reprehensible adjectives that you use, that doesn't make sense to me. I I know who I am, and I know what I am and what I'm not. Certainly much better than you, someone who's never spoken to me or met me or had any conversation or correspondence with me in any way. You're writing all these things. You know my heart? I don't think so. So I wrote the book, literally the book, Racism Schmacism, which you are are very kind to often cite. And it's definitely still timely. I mean, since 2010, there's been no shortage of new material. But what is in there uh, from the year I wrote it is uh, evergreen. And it is uh, exactly... Well, the the complete title is Racism, Schmacism, How Liberals Use the R Word. And basically, the book is the key to unlock this socio-political nuclear bomb. And to answer your question, just to cut straight to the point, it's working exactly as it uh, was intended to uh, the media, the system, if you will, they hurl these basic accusations at conservatives and in in some rare instances even black conservatives because it's uh, almost their silver bullet it it works to such great effect that it's just a point and sputter copy and paste attack every time basically the the, the gist is you call someone a racist you call a conservative a racist even if he's a black and they'll spin their wills to such an extent that they never get anything done, and conservatives always take debate. I mean, white conservatives, 99.9% of the time, they always take debate, the and they end up, the debate becomes not about the issues or what's right for the country or right for the district or right for the, the voters. The, the The debate becomes, from that point forward all the way until the end, are you or are you not a racist? And they'll argue that and they'll debate that. And nothing else gets done. Conservatives spin their wills in perpetuity uh, until they go down into defeat. And, you know, so we write in the book about how you can get past that, how you can beat the game. But uh, that that's that's what's happening. That's why they do it. And, so either uh, and- Donald Trump is
1: not a racist now because he's a twin with a black guy or the black guy's a racist now because he's a twin with Donald So I think that Larry just needs to either change his name to Tom or admit he's a racist if we're going to follow this dishonest logic, right?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, one of the things you you know as I do, uh, Jared Taylor, my good friend and certainly an acquaintance of yours, uh, great guy, gentleman. Uh, all the way. And one of the knocks that there was on Elder was that Elder had once, I think one time many years ago, perhaps even decades ago now, had uh, favorably quoted something from Jared Taylor. So this is the thing you just cannot have. Wait a minute. Why uh, can't
1: you favorably quote Jared Taylor? What if he's right? Can well, that's quote the one. Right, no matter who they are is what I would ask.
2: And if people don't know, Jared Taylor is an author and a publisher, and uh, he, he, he talks about uh, certainly controversial and taboo issues, but he's a a, a graduate of group. Yale University. He's a graduate of Yale University. He is uh, what would have been an American aristocrat if we had set up that sort of a system. Uh, just a great guy, gentleman down to his very core, longtime friend of the, the family. But, um, yes, so, th- th- of course, you cannot have an adult conversation, and that, again, is what this comes down to. You cannot have an adult conversation with any nuance on any sort of real issues. It just its its It's just this basic gutter trash politics. And name-calling and accusations, throw the kitchen sink at somebody, gum them up, uh, and then they go down. But now, and ladies and, it, and gentlemen, it
5: works.
1: I have written an article called A Clarion Call for Civility. And I'm working on more relating to this topic, including a speaking tour and a whole lot more. And I'm telling you right now, I'll quote Jared Taylor when he's right. I'll quote anybody when they're right. I'll quote... Um, you know, the truth, and that's what we really need to kind of get to. So in my mind, Donald Trump is right on a lot of issues, and when he's right, I support him. Larry Elder is right on a bunch of issues, and when he's right, I support him. And I don't give a rip if somebody is black or white. Uh, yes, I'm white, and I care for my uh, heritage and my people. I have every right to do that, and I, I'm going to advocate for my ancestors and celebrate my heritage, and I recommend everybody else do the same. Uh, but I have no problem with Larry being black. He's right on the issues, and I commend him for it. And uh, Donald Trump, twin or not, so be it. Uh, but this just proves their racial narrative to be bogus. Any black that uh, doesn't agree with the liberal, extreme, communist, socialist views, uh, in other words, any black that's not on the, quote, reservation of accepting liberal concepts, they are allowed to be treated um racially in other words you can have racism against the blacks that are wrong on the issues that's okay and believe it or not the liberals are even making this point now james
2: yeah that's right sam you're right but again for the situation in california typically the tactics that i just mentioned it it will uh, help if, if the conservative plays along which they almost always do it will help uh, them lose uh, a tight contest in California. Again, Larry Elder just didn't really have a chance to begin with because of the demographics, because of the voting rolls out there, two to one, two to one's a tough, a tough one to be. If for some reason people fell asleep and they didn't realize that Larry Elder was um, going to be the front runner. If the the recall had worked, that's the only way you're ever going to sneak in in California and just such a rare and unusual off year election off month election september you know that's weird that that was the only way it was going to happen but uh, but yeah uh, but again whatever quarrels they have with newsom they were always going to close ranks and by they i mean the 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 covid freaks the sexual degenerates just the support groups of the regime they were always going to close ranks around a guy like newsom the deep state
1: elites uh, all the way through the system but even the deep state wannabes that that carry the ball in hopes that they'll somehow become part of the deep state elite most of them never will but i digress anyway i just found that interesting that at the end of the day joe biden resorts to that donald and larry are twins
2: they're just <laughs> clones well they I actually just, said you know so comical uh, Well, and Gavin Newsom himself said that Larry Elder was to the right of Donald Trump. Now, of course, that's just campaign rhetoric, but nevertheless, this was the way they were uh, presenting him. That's right.
1: All right. Speaking of Joe Biden, man, this guy's been all over the place. He can hardly talk. He can hardly think for himself. Uh, But they managed to literally prop this guy up by the jukebox (laughs) wherever he needs to be. Uh, So he was in Idaho, and he was talking about climate change, and he was at like this fire Discussion on fires in the West and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and White House cuts feed when Biden goes off script. I guess uh, Joe Biden tried to ask a question. in I he's like, hey, can I ask a question? And all of a sudden, sure, of course you can't. And the feed went off. And the next headline asks who keeps cutting off Joe Biden's microphone. Um, Senator James Reich. Uh, Republican of Idaho demands answer. Who is that person that keeps cutting off Joe Biden's microphone? Bob Um sorry. Bob uh, what's his name here? Man, my gosh. Anyways it with WorldNet Daily. Um that's Bob uh, Unra. Sorry. Yeah, Bob, Bob UNRA yeah, about- is the author. I was coming to the hel- I was coming to the rescue. But they say that he always uh, has weird comments so he says hey i'm not allowed to stay on stage i'm not allowed to take your questions i'm going to get in trouble if i take questions he cites his instructions to get off stage and now they're literally cutting uh, the feed the white house is cutting the feed to joe mid-sentence and serious news ops and this senator now is saying you know what who's doing this we got a problem and so i find this interesting for a guy that Says Donald's a racist, and now he says the black guy and the white guy are clones. Very interesting. Uh, what do you think of this, though? They're cutting off his mic, and now people are starting to ask serious questions. James,
2: well, we, we, I, that that's no surprise at all. They they have kept him on such a tight leash, he, he, you know, barely letting him leave his basement. Even going back to the campaign, it was it's always very strange. I mean, that's a clear admission that he's just not right. There was a, in fact, I was watching. I'll tell you when we come back. I hear the music. I I got a a nice rejoinder to this one about the the mental state of Joe Biden and another example to prove your point.
1: Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. Donate liberty, liberty, donate liberally, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, spread the word, tell the tale. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. James Edwards in seconds.
0: Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with
6: Lance Pry. Democrat Gavin Newsom avoided a recall vote in California, winning roughly two-thirds of the vote. His closest competitor, Republican Larry Elder, has given his concession speech. There were nearly one million votes that went to other candidates.
4: The reason we started this campaign is because Governor Gavin Newsom was sitting up there at the French Laundry restaurant with lobbyists who contributed to his campaign, with the people who drafted the mandates that they were violating.
6: The South Carolina Law Enforcement Division is reporting South Carolina police have arrested a man who allegedly conspired with Alex Murdoch. He's the high-profile attorney whose wife and son were murdered in a double shooting back in June. Police alleged the plot was to shoot the father and get millions in life insurance payouts to his living son. 61-year-old Curtis Edward Smith faces charges of assisted suicide and conspiracy to commit insurance fraud in connection with the case. USA Radio News. Nielsen says
4: more than 30 million Americans are now tuning in to Newsmax TV. It's one of the biggest media stories. Newsmax is available on all major cable systems. And if you cut the cord and don't get cable, you can still get Newsmax. Find it on your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and more. Just go to your Smart TV channel guide or download the free Newsmax app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, or TiVo. And 7 million people have the Newsmax app on. On their smartphone. It takes seconds to download it on your phone and there's no paywall or subscription. So watch Newsmax for breaking news anytime anywhere. President Trump says Newsmax is really good and Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why tens of millions of Americans are watching Newsmax TV and going to newsmax.com for breaking news. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people.
6: Day two, Blinken answers Senate questions.
2: Secretary of State Antony Blinken spent a second day on Capitol Hill Tuesday, testifying before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee on the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. Senator Bill Haggerty was one of the members who questioned the secretary. The Tennessee Republican says one thing he wanted to hear but didn't
7: was accountability for the withdrawal and its failures.
8: We put America's reputation in the worst position that it's been in my lifetime. If you think about it from the perspective of the veterans that have served, from our allies who have served alongside us, I mean, this is something that is extraordinarily difficult to even comprehend. The fact that we would have put the Taliban in a stronger position than they were 20 years ago when we went in, the fact that we would have left them armed and made certainly the region much more dangerous now, if not the entire world. World. Uh, that's something that's very hard to square. And what we're seeing is a lot of equivocation, spinning. You know, people are trying to simply deflect. Uh, the Biden administration is not taking responsibility for this. I was very direct with Secretary Blinken today. Accountability is critical here. I appreciated the way he answered, but we've got to get to the bottom of this.
6: USA Radio News.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to Liberal <laughs> Liberal Roundtable. No, that's everybody else's show. This is the Liberty Roundtable, and we want you to give liberally to liberty. I think that's that's the way. That, that actually should be a new catchphrase for Sam Bushman's show. I'm James Edwards. Just bringing us back out of break uh, this one time, and uh, Sam and I were talking about Joe Biden and uh, his m- perceived mental state. Well, perhaps not perceived, but perhaps the reality of his mental state and uh, him not taking questions, him joking around about how they won't let him take questions, feeds getting cut when he d- does actually slip through and shoot the gap and begin to answer a question. Well, I actually saw, this was the point I was going to make before the music started a couple of minutes ago, I actually saw uh, a little impromptu where he's walking around. It was a 9-11 memorial event, and this was uh, on C-SPAN, so obviously it wasn't very widely seen, uh, but I'm looking at the clip right now on Twitter and he was milling around at a 9-11 memorial uh, event and a c-span reporter came up with the camera and asked him a question and he he ranted for about 60 seconds before he got the hook, just ranted incoherently about boxing Donald Trump, about Florida, about Robert E. Lee. He was really just all over the place. And it was just another one of those days in which he faded in and out and was lost in senility. But even on his worst day, Sam, I would say now that he's not as bad as George W. Bush, though. I mean, here you had, or perhaps they, they are... No different than one another on hey, on hey, nine eleven.
1: They're clones, my friend. They're clones.
2: They, ideologically speaking, or, or at the very least, they're just doing exactly what they're they're told to do. I have a joke that's not really a joke. I mean, these people are only the president. It's not like they're actually the ones in control. But George Bush on that same day, 9-11, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, as we know, was last Saturday. George Bush was up in Pennsylvania, and he gave a speech that I think would put him uh, to be the front runner for the Democratic nomination for president in 2028, uh, a, a speech talking about we're fighting the same... Uh, terrorist tendencies now as we were in 2001, except now the terrorists are your your, your neighbors. I'm paraphrasing, but he's talking about this completely made-up domestic terror threat that comes from what Hillary would have called the deplorables, basically God-fearing, liberty-loving people who voted for Donald Trump. Uh, and, and here's George Bush, the Republican president. Uh, you know, it was like if you could have whispered in his ear, we all remember that picture uh, that uh, picture of him reading the book in the in the children's class when he purportedly heard about 9-11 for the first time you know it would be like the guy's whispering in his ear in 20 years you're gonna blame your own voters for all of this and that's what's that's what's going on so this this whole thing is just so wickedly corrupt And you want to talk about corruption i don't want to chase too many rabbits sam but how about this general milley general milley who just flat out admitted hey yeah I oh committed my gosh treason. hold on
1: hold on hold on hold on you got my exact next headline here <laughs> This is unbelievable. Because this is so uncanny. I literally have the following headline. Top military general Mark Milley, fearful Trump would launch nuclear attack according to New Book. I mean, these people are unhinged. They say the nation's highest ranking military advisor was concerned about Trump's trigger points after the January sixth insurrection. In the aftermath of the January 6th attack on the Capitol, they say. <clears throat> anyway, Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley. Um, by the way, he was Donald Trump's former top military advisor, which is very scary. I think Donald had a lot of deep state thugs uh, in his uh, cabinets, etc. But listen to this, though. They say that he literally took precautions to limit Trump's ability to launch a military strike or deploy nuclear weapons, that's according to a new book. So you think about this general, and we wondered who controls Biden. And now you find out that a general, a top general in the United States, literally admits that he took actions to circumvent the president of the United States' ability uh, to take care of business for the United States of America. In my view, this is criminal activity blatantly um, documented in this book. The question is, how true is it all? Would literally need to get people under oath for this, but this is out of control, James
2: well if that's true, it's nothing short of treason and you you look at this ridiculous narrative about the January sixth protesters who you know certainly were milling around perhaps uninvited, and were perhaps in some cases absolutely invited but it never it nevertheless they were inside the capitol and apparently that's like an insurrection that's sedition that's all of these things well if milling around completely unarmed grandmas in their fanny packs if that's like uh you know the greatest threat to washington since the confederates were knocking on the door uh, what is this here you have this general who is the head of the joint uh, uh, by Chiefs the way of by the way hold on
1: this general whose boss Is Donald Trump the president of the United States of America, sir?
2: Well, that's right. And here he is uh, supposedly or apparently or at least allegedly admitting that – and, okay, his whole premise is fanciful. So after January 6th, he really thought Donald Trump was going to launch a a war against China just to try to come up with some sort of scheme to stay in office. I mean, that's ridiculous, uh, flat on its face. but. And he's talking to his counterpart, which would be the top-ranking general in China, saying, "Hey, if, if Trump does anything, I'm going to call you first. I'm going to let you know. Hey, if Sam, if that happened, that is flat-out hardcore treason. That's that's firing squad stuff. If you are undermining, well,
1: and or if he or if he took actions to limit the president's ability to take action if it were necessary. So, let's say there was a real threat and the president really needed to take action for whatever reason. Might it be stymied by this limiting of the president for? Uh, the other political agenda. Now, the story goes on in the book claiming that, you know, they were worried about Donald Trump's mental faculties and stability and safety, and they were worried about his triggers. They said he kept coming up with all these conspiracy stuff about the elections and da-da-da-da. But might this general be mentally paranoid? All right. Well, look. This let, general— Okay, let's, let's use, put this on the other foot for a second. This guy literally thought Donald, who has had no history of serious violence in his past, he was the president for four years and didn't do anything crazy for a war. In fact, he averted several wars, I might clearly articulate. He was the guy that said, let's get people out of different... Um, war zones etc 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 this is the guy that's the great negotiator the great you know art of the deal kind of a guy and and now we're going to just have this unhinged psychotic view that he's going to just run us into a roar and just crazily in the middle of the night launch a nuclear strike and everything else i think this general might have some mental paranoia
2: well even if he really believed it whether he really believed it to be a threat or not, it's still treason. I mean, you just don't get to undermine the president of the United States, the chief executive officer. That the, the military is underneath civilian control, and the civilian is the president. That's the way it was always set up. So whether or not he actually believed it or if he was just undermining Trump just because he was a member of the deep state, it, it's irrelevant to me. You you just don't go. I mean, can you imagine uh, here's a, a, a the top-ranking general under I guess it's a little bit different because we didn't have a president at that time. But just imagine the American Revolution, the, the top lieutenant. And I know we had an Arnold, but underneath George Washington saying, "Hey, uh, your redcoats, I'm going to let you know where he's going to attack, and you know we don't want to let this get out of hand. And if he, if he's going to attack, we're going to let you know." It's just it's something like that, or it, it, it's it's absolutely. I've never seen anything like this. I'm telling you, right? I,
1: it's <laughs> unhinged, blatant admission
2: of some of this stuff. If if they're going to arrest people and hold them uh without trial and solitary confinement for what happened on january 6th you don't arrest look whether it's true or not i mean we got to get to the bottom of this this guy's got to be arrested and put away uh he's still got his job as far as i know we
1: got to ask ourselves um mark milley went around trump in final days they say this is washington times now so first i was quoting usa today now it's washington times um this guy literally went around Donald Trump. Now that to me is you went around your boss. Okay, this is criminal activity. I think you're right, James. It's this is treasonous stuff. I, I, but I, is there going gonna to be any accountability, or we're just going to go, "Oh, that's neat. Oh, that's nice." Yeah, I, I don't I don't, think, I don't think anything's
2: gonna. I don't. I think if anything, it's it, it, this guy will use this, or it will be used to show, hey, we've got patriots who are standing up to the tyrant, Donald Trump. I, I yeah. I, I think if anything, it'll probably be a boon for this guy because he's on the uh, the side of the of the elite. He's on the side of the regime. I don't think it's going to hurt him at all. I'd like to be proven wrong on this. But, I mean, if it, he, he should have been uh, arrested at the mere accusation, or at least that he sh- there should be headlines saying he's under investigation, that he's been uh, paid a knock on the door, something, but nothing. Not, that I've seen nothing. I mean, conservative media, which is completely impotent uh, or, or up in arms about it, but uh, OAN and Newsmag is, isn't going to get the job done when it comes to... Uh, seeing justice be done in this situation. And again, we don't know how much of it is true or not true. I mean, anybody can well, say anything. Here's, God here's knows the, headline, in the media.
1: Though, it's getting more and more true uh, as we speak because the headline says this. General Mark Milley went I around, believe it. Trump, during the final days, to reassert China, Bob Woodward book now claims
2: Well, see, here's Bob Woodward again, whose whole thing is just undermining uh, presidents. And I mean, he's all for uh, corruption and exposing things. I mean, give me a break.
1: Let's let's double down. Let's subpoena people. Let's get them under oath, penalty of perjury and more. And let's get the truth. This can't just stand out there as an allegation. I mean, after all, we don't want fake news, do we? Liberty (laughs) Roundtable live.
7: The
1: back with you live ladies and gentlemen we're calling it treason on liberty round table live general milley literally um said hey i'll i'll get a hold of the chinese president let him know your playbook In treason milley secretly called chinese general to tell him that it give advance warning of the U.S. quote attack book. Michael Austin with the story. This is serious business. This is literal criminal activity because he was paranoid about Trump. Now, the reason I bring up this paranoia about the general, look, they thought Trump was the enemy of the world. In fact, they said, look, if Trump becomes president, we're going to leave the country. If Trump uh, makes these vaccines, we'll never take them. If they were so, if Trump... Wow, must have come from a uh, meat market. Oh, well, we knew that it came from a lab, but that's what Trump was saying, and we're not going to say that if Trump says that because, well, I mean, you can't support Trump in anything. Okay, we've gone beyond now to treason.
2: James Edwards. Uh, Apparently so. That's certainly what it looks like if there's a shred of truth to any of these accusations. And you know, Sam – odds on that this is exactly what happened i mean this is the sort of undermining Uh, trump shot himself in the foot by appointing these people although you go from being a real estate magnate and entertainer and television host to the president of the united states you've got all of these positions to fill i mean what do you do i mean i would certainly want to insulate myself with the people that i that i know but i don't know anybody who's capable of of being the head of the joint chiefs of staff I don't know anybody I mean what do you do do you put Eddie the bombardier Miller in as as joint chiefs because he was a medic in the army I mean that's about as close as I know to anybody who served or something like that uh you I mean I, so I don't know but he was Trump definitely <laughs> appointed or maintained the worst people the worst swamp creatures all the people he was uh, supposedly uh, going to, to be draining out. Uh, he retained so many of the recycled retreads of the Bush administrations and just the horrible, horrible neocons like John Bolton. I mean, it was always a revolving door. He had more turnover than Burger King at just about any position in his administration. But it was a majority. I mean, Kayleigh McEnany, uh, the last press secretary he had, was solid. I mean, she had his back. There were a few people who were loyal to the to, to the. Plan and to the man, and, and of course Trump was flawed in a, in his own right. But he, he, I do think he had some good instincts, or at least he pretended to. I mean, his rhetoric was certainly rhetoric you wouldn't have gotten from any other Republican. But by God, did he not uh, surround himself with people who would betray, uh, throw you know, do everything they could to undermine him from within his own administration. And if this is true, this is the not only just the most extreme example I've seen from anybody who was working against Trump, even while being employed by him, this is actually treason against the United States. He basically said during a phone call, hey, General
1: Lee, he's talking to the Liberation Army leader here. Y- y- you know what? If we are going to attack, I'll call you in advance. It will not be a surprise. <laughs> I mean, now, if this is true, and I'm not here to say that it is true, because I don't know. This is what the book is alleging. Um, but the book... Uh, is out, and I don't really hear any denials of this by anybody, really, okay? I just find this interesting, too. I don't hear a lot of pushback that it isn't true. Um, Bob Woodward and Robert, is it Costa, wrote this book together? Yep, yep. Robert Costa and Bob Woodward on this thing. Okay, either Bob Woodward and Costa need to go to prison for lying, if they don't have the facts and the evidence to back up their salacious claims, or this is true, and General Millie needs to go to prison for treason, or you don't worse. Have, you don't have
2: to squint I too tightly.
1: I to say the worst, because too... I don't advocate really for that, but look, this is where we are. And the question is, is, is Millie the only one that was in on it? you got to ask that question too, James.
5: Well,
2: I doubt it, and like I said, you don't have to squint too hard to imagine a scenario where this is true, and I, and again, I, it, look, I mean, we can do a little search here this morning. I mean, this has just come out over the course of the last 24, 36 hours, so we can do another search this morning to see if Millie has gone on record yet, but if he hasn't, I'm betting uh, that it's because he's probably getting pat on the back. He's probably getting pat on the back by uh, the deep state never-Trumpers, anti-Trumpers, which, again, you focus so much on the man, but let's just talk about the people who voted for Trump. That That's that's what these people are really against, even more than the man uh, that represented, or at least supposedly represented our, our people. They hate middle America. They hate the kind of people who voted for Trump and everything that they stand for, being Christians, being nuclear families, so on and so forth. So I'm betting by undermining Trump, which was by extension undermining his base, that this guy's getting pat on the back right now. I mean, this is probably going to be great for him at the cocktail parties up in D.C. I don't know how to respond to this. I mean, you've got, look, if, if 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 this isn't true, you've got to deny this immediately. You've got to say, listen, I, I had my disagreements with Trump. Uh, we had different visions, uh, but I would never undermine the President of the United States by going to uh, the the opposing army and saying, hey, if he does anything, I'll let you know before anybody else. That's I've never heard that before. I don't I'm looking
1: for denials here by Millie, and I don't really see any, James.
2: That speaks loudly. Silence speaks loudly. The silence is deafening here is is often said.
1: I just I don't know if it's true, but I would have to say it's probably true, and I'll tell you why. I don't think these two authors would come out with such a bold claim that could be proven false.
2: And um, you got to understand if these a phone aren't.
1: Call can we document the phone call?
2: Costa and Woodward. Uh, these are again. We don't give credence and credibility to the establishment press, but as far as the regime media goes, these are two of the top dogs. This isn't some obscure, for lack of a better term, right wing blogger. I mean, these are two of the by by as far as they laud themselves and as far as credentials go within the controlled media, these guys are the tip of the spear. I mean, th- this is how big they are. So these aren't people who I think would flippantly come up with something like this. Yes, they're going to have a left-wing narrative. Yes, they're going to oppose us. Yes, they're going to lie about certain things. But about something like this, so exact and so specific, I, I doubt it. Or at least they believe that they're right, and at least they have sources to back them up. I mean, again...
1: Well, And and there you go. And the only reason I'm giving a little bit of benefit of the doubt here is because we haven't heard the other side of the story and there hasn't been a court case proving this to be reality. But here's another interesting headline that I want to kind of bring out to you about this, James. This is interesting again. So Mark Milley has been known to say I don't understand white anger, hatred, and rage. So now Mark Milley calling the president literally a white supremacist. Listen carefully to this. Joint Chief chairman so we're talking about mark milley now feared potential reichstag moment aimed at keeping trump in power yeah what do you think of that
2: yeah i read that sam that's a good point you bring up so that's again circumstantial and maybe anecdotal evidence but so you see just within i think hours uh it must have been hours if not at 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 most days before, because we we know that the reason he uh, allegedly did this was because he was concerned about Trump's response to what happened on uh, January the 6th. And, yes, he had already gone on record as calling Trump supporters Nazis, and this was the new, what, Night of the Long Knives or, or Reichstag fire, these people that didn't even, you know, and for most of them, they were like walking in line like they were going on a museum tour. They didn't even get out of the queue. I mean we've seen footage of this. We've seen the stuff. It's it's interesting how so, everybody can see the same footage and and come to wildly different conclusions on what they saw. But yes, yeah, so we know that he had a problem with Trump and Trump's voters comparing them to Nazis and and thugs and whatever and it was because of Trump's response to nine uh, to to uh, January 6th or lack thereof in his opinion, Millie's opinion. That he made this call, so that that actually, what you just read, actually it adds, adds a more little more credibility. Now, here's
1: the other interesting thing too. They say he talked to aides about this, meaning Mark talked to aides about his concern. Carol Leonig and Philip uh, Rudker report in "I Alone Can Fix It." I guess that's another book, Donald Trump's catastrophic final year. Millie described the stomach-turning. Feeling as you listen to Donald Trump's, quote, untrue complaints of election fraud, then drawing a comparison to the 1933 attack on Germany's parliament building that Hitler used as a pretext to establish a Nazi dictatorship. So you've literally got multiple books now, multiple witnesses, aides speaking out. This is a, quote, Reichstag moment. Millie told AIDS, according to the book. This is, this is just unhinged as all get out. There's no evidence of any of that going on. And all they're doing now is adding fuel to this fire of treason on January 6th. Well, I don't know if you know, but we've proven now that the Capitol police have 14,000 hours of video that they're unwilling to release. Many experts are saying that would tell the truth on what happened on January the 6th. Judicial Watch pushing to gain access to the 14,000 hours of video that the government will not release. So this is getting bigger and more, I don't know what you want to say, but treasonous by the second, James.
2: A lot of smoke on this one, and you know what they say about that, but... Uh, again, what you had on January sixth clearly was a protest. that got a little out of hand, and 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 that's it. Uh, the, the 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 most egregious thing that happened on the sixth was the murder of of that uh, former, uh, what was she Army Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered there by the uh, Capitol officer. I mean, uh, but yes. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, again people preparing for Trump's exit who are positioning themselves well. Uh, to maintain their positions in the incoming Biden regime, and that's that's what was going on. But I, I, the point I have to stress again very clearly is, and I sincerely doubt he did this with any goodness or good intentions in his heart, but no matter the case, whether you sincerely believed you were doing the right thing or you did it with malevolent intent, you still can't undermine the president of the United States, that's still treason. Even if your defense is, I thought I was doing the right thing, that's still treason. It doesn't matter. Uh, Anybody could say, well, I blew up the the building because I thought I was doing the right thing. You know, let that that defense hold up. And by the the way, the
1: checks and balances in America would have prohibited a lot of this if we'd follow the Supreme Law of the Land the Constitution. Congress has given their power to the president now to where he can do whatever he wants war-wise without any authorization, without even waiting for any budget, or without a declaration of war and all these things. And because we've obliterated the checks and balances, that's what brings up the fear of the general that anybody could do this. I have fear right now that Biden might do this. He might just get in a psychotic moment, uh, a senior moment, uh, and do something crazy. Uh, Anyway, I mean, after all, he's wearing thin with guys like me already. And he hasn't even been in office (laughs) for a year yet. If we're going to talk about that. Can you imagine Biden? Okay, so think about that for a minute, though. Now, if we're going to go there, I would point to the checks and balances and say, let's back off and obey the checks and balances. And a lot of these threats or so-called concerns or paranoia moments or senior moments or anger moments or Reichstag moments or whatever you want to say wouldn't even
2: be in the discussions, James. It's a good point, Sam. We'll see where it goes. i would be very interesting to see if Millie even so much as releases a statement on this, much less any sort of, you know, they could at least go through the appearance of an investigation, even though if it's all just a foregone conclusion that nothing's going to happen to the guy, I wonder if they'll even even waste the effort.
1: Why would you do that? You're not vaccinated. Nobody should listen to you. <laughs> by the way, that's next hour discussion. Joe's getting more crazy by the second We'll talk about that on your radio. Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up. James Edwards, well-known talk show host and author. Incredible weekend broadcast live on Saturday evenings or anytime on demand. ThePoliticalCesspool.org. I'm Sam Bushman. We declare God save the Republic of the United States of America.
0: Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Excuse me, hard hitting talk at your fingertips, always 24 7 on demand radio. Live six days a week, two hours a day, telling the tale of Liberty. On Tuesday's second hour, Even TV. How do you like that? Now, I got uh, James Edwards with me both hours. We're grateful for him joining us once a month. His commentary and insights are very valuable indeed. James Edwards, well-known talk show host and author. Author of Racism and And his talk show, thepoliticalcesspool.org. Check it out. Incredible award-winning three-hour broadcast every Saturday night. And then on demand at your fingertips around the clock at thepoliticalcesspool.org. So can you imagine, um, I'm kind of thinking that Joe might just have a senior moment, and he's like, Kamala, why don't you go ahead and throw me the football?
2: Is that a concern, James? Yeah, I mean, imagine you don't like Donald Trump's politics, and because he has an irreverent style with the media, which they certainly deserve, you can't trust him not to go to war with China to create... An event that may keep him in office, but you'll let Joe, who is obviously battling with some level of dementia or or senility, Alzheimer's, whatever it is, he's obviously not all the way there. But that guy, that guy alone, he and him alone uh, can can uh, hold hold the key. I, I of course, I don't think even if Biden had a plan to launch a war, that he'd be able to. I, I think they would probably. I don't do think he'd have a plan.
1: In. I just think he might have a senior moment, though, and think he's doing what's right. He might. You know, sometimes, you know, if you go back in history, there's been times in history that he might... Uh, Joe's old. He might go back to one of those times and think it's that time now. Uh, he might, you know, who knows what he might do. Yeah, well, maybe he is, g- he's
2: getting confused with all this talk about how every Christian conservative is a Nazi. Maybe he thinks the Nazis have taken over and he's got he's to nuke America to get him out. <laughs> I mean, you just don't yeah, know. But I don't uh, think yeah. he could execute the plan even if he, if he had an idea uh, uh, All I'm telling situation. you, though, is when Mark
1: Milley literally goes around, the president of the United States, his boss to ensure or assure China. When this guy's fearful Trump would launch a nuclear attack, when this guy commits treason and secretly calls the Chinese Liberation Army General <clears throat> to tell him to give advance warning of an attack, okay? When he literally openly talks to his aides about fearing a quote Reichstag moment, you're more fearful of Trump in a Reichstag moment than you are the communist Chinese, Literal, um, literal, well, the greatest threat to America ever known. I mean, it wasn't, but a few years ago, China flexed their muscle and said, we might have to commit a economic nuclear option against America if they don't stop it. Okay, and this guy's literally going to, this is unhinged. Anyway, we've talked about it enough, but I'm telling you, I think that we need to well, really it... have a, a, a due process of law. We need to put people on the stand. They need to be forced to testify uh, to the truth of this. And either Bob Woodward and uh, Costa, uh, either these guys need to be outed as fake news or we need to have the truth that Millie did do these things and we have treason on our hands. And I don't yeah, and, think and, and, you that know, we can step back and not have answers on this, James. I don't think that's – I mean, I guess they might do that. Uh, but where are the Republicans to stand up on this and say, wait a minute now, this is not game playing here. We have to have the truth. Either we've been peddled fake news we need to dismiss it or we need to drill to the bottom of this and if this really did happen i mean you kind of wonder if millie went around trump what else did they do to ensure trump's inability to stay elected in other words how far did this go if the top general is going to literally commit treason because he's so quote fearful what else might have been done now we need that fourteen thousand hours of what happened to the capitol building 10 times more because that's the trigger point about which Mark Milley's really talking about. He felt like, hey, Donald's getting crazy. Donald's followers are crazy. Now we get well, we need those fourteen thousand hours to know who really did what now. If the top general is doing that, who else is doing what? When, where, how, why, right?
2: Well, as you said, Sam, we've we've talked about it at length to the extent of the information we have, which is not much more than the allegation, but the allegation from two deep swamp monsters who uh, value their credibility within the thoroughly discredited establishment press. what I mean by that is I don't think they would go after one of their own if they didn't have what they believe to be some some pretty concrete evidence. That's Woodward custom. Now, uh, we just heard in the top of the hour news break uh, in between hours here, an update that confirms exactly what we thought. The allegations are out there and there has to this date, which is now a day or two later, no response whatsoever from Millie.
1: I don't know how to respond to that either, except for, um, you know, silence is fairly interesting. Because if you didn't do it, in my opinion, you would stand up boldly and say, this did not happen. I want you to prove it. I'm going to be suing Woodward and Costa on this thing. Uh, because, I, you know what, this isn't true. They're lying in their book. I'm going to, you know, see if we can get a judge to prove I'm back, ready to go. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know, man. When you have topics like this and you get cut off by the internet, you gotta kind of <laughs> wonder. You know, do we have a real problem? James had problems with the internet earlier today, right? And now, uh, what? Cameron, the network has problems. You gotta wonder if there's something to this. I don't want to make a big conspiracy out of that, too. I'm just saying it's interesting. You're talking about a general committing treason uh you're talking about joe biden's inability to run the country uh you're talking about a reichstag moment feared by general milley but i would say this uh, about milley too i mean this guy secretly called the general if i did not do that and a book was coming out claiming that i did i would be all over the news in a second saying this is absolutely a lie i need them to prove it this is bogus I will sue them. I'm asking a judge to prevent the book from even coming out. This is insanity. It did not happen. But I don't hear anything like that from Mark. Do you, James?
2: No, I don't hear anything from him at all. Wow. Good, bad, or indifferent.
1: All right. There you have it. Anyway, we've done enough of this. We'll have to wait for more information to come out. Uh, We'll have to wait to see if Mark starts dumping down denials or what happens or more evidence comes out. But this could be the changing moment if Republicans dig into this to say, look, either we've got fake news by these authors and they need to be shut down and ridiculed for the criminals they are and the fake news they're peddling, or we've got a treason on our hands and we need the 14,000 hours of video that's taken at the Capitol because, hey, if Mark Milley's doing this, who else has been doing what? And the undermining of President Trump becomes stratospherically launched to a different level, James.
2: It'll be interesting to see, but if you can get away with this, and we already had all of the widespread accusations of voter fraud again, were they allowed to be fleshed out? Was it completely bogus? Well, I guess we'll never know. Uh, We had, of course, all of these people who participated in that protest, A small number of the people who were there uh, went inside the Capitol uh, building without the red carpet being rolled out for them. They're now Nazis. This is the Reichstag fire. Now you've got a general, apparently, who, uh, unless, I know you're innocent until proven guilty, I guess, but until he denies it or there's evidence to the contrary, you've got a very serious allegation here. And if you're able to undermine your president, man, uh, I mean... That doesn't speak well for the American experiment at all. And, well, and it also is it speaks for Donald trump there were
1: people out to get him undermining his presidency and everybody laughed at him and said, you're goofy and paranoid. Now there's truth to that reality where there's smoke, there's well, that's fire, what the,
2: that. That's the point. I mean, if it gets to the point – okay, here's the point. Here's the point. If it gets the point, and maybe it's already past that, where – the American people can't run an opposition candidate like Trump and him have any chance of, of being successful. He's completely undermined at every turn. When are they going to come to the conclusion, or dare I say, would they come to the conclusion? Voting doesn't matter. None of this matters. It's, it's time to do what the Founding Fathers did. We're not advocating for that, but if you take away the people's ability to elect people and then have a shot at running the government, that's serious.
7: Dad, can you make him stop?
10: Honey, he needs to practice.
7: He's been at it an hour.
10: Well, just trying to be patient. Dad, it, it sounds like a cat calling for help or something.
7: Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears.
10: Not you, too.
7: Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, How about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up.
1: Maybe we could all just
10: sneak out of the
7: house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. And we can make him practice with a sock.
10: Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream.
7: Did I hear someone say ice cream?
10: Family,
9: isn't it about time?
7: Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing.
5: Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, where did all these cats come from? I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City Policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God.
0: Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry for the uh, internet glitches. We've been having some internet trouble. It's probably not a conspiracy to take us down. We've been having some internet trouble at a studio, and we have two different connections, and we were told one connection was fixed, which is our best connection, so we switched to it, Uh, but they obviously haven't fixed it. So anyway, uh, thanks for your patience with that. I thought an explanation is appropriate. I'm not really liking calling out conspiracies when there isn't one. So there you have it. Joe Biden's plan, ladies and gentlemen to combat COVID-19, they say is more than a vaccine mandate, James. James Edwards with me, the political Um, It's more than a vaccine mandate. It's a testing mandate as well. USA Today. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit, James, because this is critical. So if you decide, they say they're not forcing you to do anything, and this is how they're playing the game. Because, James, if you want to avoid the vaccines, all you got to do is get tested all the time. If you want to avoid the testing all the time, all you got to do is get the vaccine, James. And so you have great
2: choices. Yeah, neither of them work really for my schedule. And,
10: yes, the Biden,
2: <laughs> I, I, I know you've talked about this with the Biden mandates. Every company that has over 100 employees are now going to have to mandate vaccines. I mean, completely unimaginably. I would say illegal, uh, but nevertheless, uh, you you wonder why aren't there doctors to have a dissenting opinion? And we've talked about this. You've talked about this. The the short answer, of course, is that there are, there are, uh, but you really run the risk of losing your license to speak out against the established opinion here. And so we had what I think was one of the very best conversations that I've yet heard over the course of the last nearly now two years of the COVID phenomenon and hysteria. Uh, a few weeks ago on my radio program, we had a gentleman by the name of Dr. J.F. Gary and he is uh, a doctor of neuroscience. And he gave a very, very nuanced view on this, uh, not over the top in any direction, uh, but his conclusions were just rock solid. And we talked about, you know, the doctors, why aren't there more doctors? Not every doctor could possibly be on board with this. And, if, and he made he made the point that it is monkey see, monkey do, and people fall in line with peer pressure. And, of course, the doctors who we have seen speak out at school board meetings and things of that nature are completely savaged by the press, and they're running the risk of losing Uh, their ability to make a living. Uh, Dr. uh, Russell Blaylock, who uh, some of your audience may know, he uh, also is a board-certified neurosurgeon and health practitioner, now retired, uh, but he has written excellent, excellent, excellent articles about these vaccines. So there is not a consensus. I mean, it would appear to be that way, but I will tell you this, Sam. I I talked to two registered nurses who work on COVID floors. Now listen to me here. You want to talk about frontline people. Uh, one, uh, they, they well, I won't, I won't give any more details than that. Two nurses I talked to this week in different states, two different states. Uh, both states, by the way, that are southern states and that have relatively lax restrictions on COVID. And I said, and they work on the COVID floors. And I asked both of them uh, over the course of, of this weekend. I said, tell me exactly what you're seeing. I mean, what? Because it, it is hard to know what to believe. And I said, you work on the COVID floor. How bad is it? Are we wrong on this? You know, I always like you. It's always smart. I have read so many articles, uh, both esoteric, uh, scholarly, and just the normal point and sputter uh, stuff you see from the everyday uh, regime media where people who don't get vaccines or the new Holocaust deniers or Nazis or whatever, where they're really just trying to to separate you from society and and, and make you radioactive. Uh, And so you read a lot. I've tried to read both sides. I always want to be sharpening and and, and questioning and and examining and, and making sure that my conclusions are what's best for me and my family. But anyway, so I've read all these articles on both sides. And so I asked these nurses, I said, you're on the COVID floors. How bad is it Uh, across the board of all the people you have cared for with COVID in the COVID ICU on the COVID floors? How many of them? How many of them are actually passing away? They said well in advance of 90% of people who go into the hospital on these COVID floors absolutely survive. So this this whole thing, this fear porn thing, yes, you'd rather not get it. And I do believe that whatever's going around now is, is a little more potent, obviously, than what they had last year. Uh, it is still not the black death. I'm talking to doctors. I am talking to doctors. I am talking to nurses who are in these hospitals and who are seeing this. Uh, and they are not vaccinated, by the way they are not going to be vaccinated they said they will lose their jobs and and become bartenders before they get vaccinated they they are uh they have families they have they have kids uh they're not going to do it so I, I don't know sam i'm talking to people uh you, you but these are the these are the opinions and the eyewitness testimonies that you won't get anywhere else and so i I've, I've been blessed to be able to talk to some people who have this experience and they're telling me yeah you probably wouldn't want to get it but uh, you know i haven't seen in, in my experience as a nurse on these floors, uh, anything that compels me to get the vaccine. I'm still more concerned about the long-term effects of these vaccines. It's very smart people, uh, long-time nurses, years and years and years of nursing. I'm still more concerned with the vaccine than the virus. So that, that's what I'm hearing, and I think that that's very interesting.
1: Well, and here's what I don't understand. The problem that I have is you don't hear from these doctors that disagree. You don't hear from these nurses that say, listen, 90 plus percent of the people that come in, even to the ICU, survive. That's a huge reality that we're not hearing anything about. But I just get this fact check. Precursor to ivermectin did win Nobel Prize, but it's not a proven COVID-19 treatment. USA Today. And they go on and they basically trash the horsey poop medicine etc. But here's my question for these goons that are peddling this uh, COVID porn. Okay. I want to be very blunt about this. Here's the interesting thing about it. They say precursor divermectin did win Nobel Prize. And we know that it's being given to the refugees. So we know that it's effective or safe. But they say that it's, it's not a proven COVID-19 treatment. But I got a question for you, James. Are the vaccines a proven COVID-19 treatment?
2: Well, here's a good question for you in, in response. Why do you need to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated if the vaccine well, works? Question. I mean, in, in, in what universe does that make sense? So, no, I mean, it, no, they can't. It's a well, they question, can't be proven true on. because.
1: Answer this question, though. Is the vaccine a proven COVID-19 um, what are they called? What's the words they use here? Uh, n- not a proven COVID-19 treatment. Is it a proven COVID-19 treatment for vaccines?
2: Apparently not, because you have uh, allegedly more people in the hospitals, a, a bigger spike than you had even in the worst of the winter of last year. It's supposedly all of these overflowing hospitals. And uh, so, you no, if, if anything, it seems dynamic. like it's gotten worse. Seems like you have this and, and you, you,
1: dynamic as well. Isn't it still uh, a, a, a emergency use authorization?
2: Well, uh, what for Johnson and Johnson, right? But the, the no, Pfizer for all of them. ones. Well, not to, not to my knowledge no, that the lies, Pfizer one had got
1: gotten... lies. Lies, you've been lied to, James. I I don't believe the it. <laughs> they listen. I'll prove it to you. They have a different name for the approved, FDA approved one, and nobody oh, yes, can get it. Yes, yes. They're still giving people the emergency authorization. uh that uh, I say I have heard that, or they're but, the same, or all these games, but they've got different patent numbers, sir. And I'm telling you, when but, you but the, of course,
2: what gives, none of that matters. It doesn't matter to me anyway, because uh, oh, the FDA, uh, an arm of a criminally corrupt regime says it's safe. So I'm, I'm just all no, of a sudden, oh, it. well, i are going to
1: fact check ivermectin, though, and say it's not a proven treatment for this. Neither are the vaccines, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be honest with ourselves about this discussion. Furthermore, here's the other interesting admission from Fauci. You might not have heard this, but are you ready for it?
2: I'm girding my loins.
1: They don't have any way to know how much or how many, I don't know what word to use here, but the level of antibodies in your system to know if you're protected. Well,
2: how about this one, Sam?
1: Stick with me, though. Do you understand what I'm saying? They don't know the level of antibodies required for you or me or anybody else to be safe, okay, and protected. Well, if they don't know the number of antibodies for you or me to be protected, how do they know the vaccines reach that level? If you don't have a yardstick, how do you know where you are on the yardstick, James?
2: Well, and again, it's a good question, and obviously they don't have it down, right, because you're now approaching... What sixty percent who have been fully vaccinated, seventy percent who have one dose, and this thing's raging never before. It's a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, it doesn't look well, like the that to me. How about this immunity, one from the Jerusalem things. Post, very
1: So, if you have the natural immunity folks like me and others who have already had the coronavirus, I believe that I've had both of them, by the way. Uh, then, what percent of immunity do we have if the vaccines work with the quote natural immunity people on top of those numbers? All right, we'll talk about it, James. I, I got a good Whitney. answer
2: when we come back. Or, or a good another
1: point.
0: Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
6: California voters have spoken and rejected the Governor Gavin Newsom recall roughly two-thirds of the Golden State voters decided to keep the Democrat in power.
9: We said yes to all those things that we hold dear as Californians and I would argue as Americans economic justice social justice racial justice environmental justice our values where California has made so much progress all of those things were on the ballot this evening and so I'm humbled and grateful To the millions and millions of Californians that exercise their fundamental right to vote and express themselves so overwhelmingly by rejecting the division, by rejecting the cynicism, by rejecting so much of the negativity that's defined our politics.
6: USA Radio News.
7: I'm looking forward to a play date with my granddaughter.
8: Nana! I can't wait to get together with my friends for a backyard barbecue. If you're 65 or older, you're starting to get back to doing things you love. Did you know even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia? It's a potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13 valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM 197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Ask your doctor or pharmacist today about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com
6: the democrats partisan three point five trillion dollar spending package is running into some roadblocks Tim Berg reports house democrats
0: unveiled some of their proposals to pay for their three point five trillion dollar budget reconciliation package that they're calling human infrastructure ohio republican congressman bill johnson says he's confident more moderate democratic lawmakers will either change or derail this budget package
1: as you've heard from senator joe manchin
3: uh, he's got a top limit of somewhere between $1 and $1.5 trillion. Uh We had uh, Democrat colleagues last night uh, and early this morning throughout our all-night uh, markup that, that said, hey, we're spending too much. That audio courtesy of Fox Business.
6: South Korea's military is reporting North Korea fired two ballistic missiles into the sea from its east coast on Wednesday. The foreign ministers of South Korea and China were meeting in Seoul on Wednesday following North Korea's cruise missile launches over the weekend. USA Radio News. Begging politicians,
0: bureaucrats and educrats and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land. The Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable.
1: Back with you live, James Edwards, ThePoliticalAssessable.org with me, and I'm kind of asking a lot of questions saying, you know what? If they don't have a yardstick, they don't know what how many antibodies or how much antibodies you need in your system uh, to be protected. They don't have that number. Okay, Fauci admitted this blatantly. If you don't have a number of how much antibodies I need, then how can you tell me the antibodies in the vaccines or that the vaccines provide? How do you say the vaccines effective? Because if the antibodies that I get for the vaccines in, increase my antibodies, but it's not enough. Well, then I wouldn't be protected, would I? So that's the problem. And if they don't have a yardstick, they can't measure against it. And I'm saying, what gives of that, James? And you are answering why.
2: Well, they don't know. And, and that's the thing. This whole thing, the number of inconsistencies and narrative shifts ha- have just been uh, innumerable going back to march of last year all going back to, to hey don't use masks masks don't help you uh, save the mask for the doctors and the nurses to if you don't wear a mask you go to jail or you get fined <laughs> and, 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 uh, up, up to today up to today uh, it continues to just be so many inconsistencies and hypocrisies. And I mean, you want to talk about hypocrisy very quickly. I mean, look at that Met Life gala where you had all of the elite, all of the stars. I did, not one of them were wearing a mask. Uh, and even though even if you're fully vaccinated, you've got to wear masks now. Uh, well, none of them were. So it's just a, you know, you're being mocked at this point. But uh, here's the headline I was going to read uh, before the last break. This is from the Jerusalem Post. This is a Jerusalem Post headline. And the headline reads, over 2 billion people worldwide have been inoculated against COVID-19. Now researchers are trying to learn if mRNA vaccines are dangerous long term. I mean, should I read that again for effect? Now that 2 billion people have received. Yes, you should, sir. Pay attention very closely to me, ladies and gentlemen. And and before I read it again for effect, I will say that those two nurses that I talked to just this last weekend, one of their big concerns were the uh, the two vaccines, the Pfizer and the Moderna that uses this mRNA technology. And even the creator of the mRNA technology himself said, hold on, wait a minute. This isn't what I had in mind. This isn't what this was for. Uh, he's he's uh, even pumping the brakes on this a little bit. Uh, here's the Jerusalem post headline over 2 billion people worldwide have been inoculated against COVID-19. Now, Israeli researchers are trying to learn if MRNA vaccines are dangerous long-term that should scare the hell out of anybody. And that's what my two, well, and it should prove our point though, that they don't know. And when they claim they
1: know they're lying to you, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Yeah, and and this is, again, I'm talking about frontline people. i have talking with doctors. Listen, I've talked to all kinds, and to be fair and to be honest, I have talked to people that I know and trust and respect uh, who who have gotten vaccinated. I, I, I've i known people who've gotten the disease and lived. I've known who've gotten the disease and died, people who have been vaccinated, people who are not vaccinated. It is just really a hodgepodge. But to say that there is a consensus, and even amongst the frontline workers, there is absolutely not. Uh, the nurses I spoke to last weekend said they are concerned about the long-term effects of mRNA. And my position is, well, hey, I don't want to get the vaccine and I don't want to get the, the virus. Uh, but if I had to choose between one or the other, if now the narrative is down to this, okay, yes, you can still get COVID and you can still spread it even if you're quote-unquote fully vaccinated, uh, but you just might not be as sick if you get it. Well, if the difference between getting this unproven uh vaccine with regards to the long-term effects yes we all know people who have been vaccinated who are still alive but again the long-term effects no you cannot say that, that you know that yet because it's only been a few months so if you gotta if you gotta get that but you can still spread it you can still get it you'll still be sick um versus the long-term effect i'm just gonna roll the dice that's just that that's the decision that i've made for for myself and what is fully vaccinated now by the way i mean now they're coming out that you've already got boosters even if you get the vaccine by the way even well, let me by tell you why admission. they need a booster
1: To to make my further point, though, James, they don't know how much antibodies you need to be protected. And so what happens is they're saying, we think we might need more to be protected. Let's do a booster and then we'll have to test, you know, we'll have to try to figure out and see if it's working or not because we have no way to really test. We have no way to analyze uh, how much. And so the booster is just saying, "Let's, let's try to pump a little more and then we'll hope that the carnage stops. And if the carnage stops, then we think we've got the level between the... Whatever it was before the booster, whatever it would be after the booster (laughs) on the average, right?
2: You're right. Everybody's a lab rat. And what is is fully vaccinated? Well, even by their own admission, uh, the efficiency of these vaccines are, is only good for six to nine months and you're going to need boosters it's going to be just something that never ends you're going to have strains and strands and new 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 strands every year just like the flu you're going to get new new shots every year just like the flu are you going to shut down the world forever indefinitely because this thing's never going away obviously and and by the way fully vaccinated now i think uh, it's in israel and maybe in other places as well if you've received your first two doses of the vaccine which would have made you fully vaccinated say a month or two ago now in israel and i believe in at least one other country as well, they're saying if you don't have the third dose, you're not considered fully vaccinated. In other words, if you've received your full vaccination of two doses, you're the same as somebody who hasn't gotten it at all. Uh, If you don't get that third dose, you're not considered fully vaccinated. And then you've got all the stuff going on. We had a retired police officer on the show recently, Jim Lancia, who wrote a book about his career in law enforcement, and uh, he was commenting on the heavy-handed tactics of uh, what's going on in Australia, where, I mean, you, it's just this pure dystopian Orwellian reality of Australia, the lo- uh, the lockdowns, the arrests, the constant monitoring to make sure you're at home and wearing a mask and all the things the government's doing there. I mean, it is beyond your worst nightmare. That's in Australia. But meanwhile, and at the same time, simultaneously, in Denmark, they've Done away with all restrictions. They've done away with all masking. And, and and Sweden never had it to begin with, much less forced vaccinations. And listen, there's still Danes and Swedes that are alive and well. And you got to look at that. You got to step back. I think everybody who's died from this thing, they've had an article written about them. So it skews the perception. Uh, Everything you read is just about people dying. Well, what about all of the people who didn't die? You're not reading that. That's what I call the fear porn, the COVID porn. But yes, in Australia, you've got all of these restrictions, mandates, fear tactics, uh, government tyranny. Okay. Denmark, Sweden, none of it. The exact opposite, even more lax than than we are here in America. And, um, you know, life goes on. All right. Send me that
1: headline from Israel. I'll add that to the show notes.
2: I'm doing it now.
1: In the meantime, I find this interesting. So the fact check from USA Today, precursor to ivermectin did win the Nobel Prize, but it's not a proven COVID-19 treatment. And my response is neither is the vaccine or the ventilator. Okay, let's talk about the ventilator for a second. You know, Donald made a gazillion ventilators, but 99% of the time you go on a ventilator, you come out dead, James.
2: That was another thing I talked to about, Sam. I really wanted to talk to people who work on these floors with these patients and, and what their opinion is. And they said, yeah, you just. Uh, I had talked to one nurse in, in particular who said uh, she'd get up and leave before we could be put on a vent. She said, don't let it happen. These are nurses on so, COVID floors, they have their so own opinions. The and I said, ventilators are nearly go
1: into- a, a death sentence. So here's the question, James why would we mock ivermectin when literally? Thousands of doctors claim it works when it can be prescribed via a physician through a pharmacy in human form. When the precursor to it won the Nobel Nobel Prize, when we um, why wouldn't we, since we know ventilators are virtually certain death, why wouldn't we try ivermectin before we put people on a ventilator? That's not even being talked about. It's just being mocked, mocked as horsey poop.
2: Yep, that's it. That's it. Well, yeah, why uh, would they do that if they really want health and healing, James? Well, that that's the that's the question that even you and I can't truly answer with certainty. Is it all just for profits for big pharma? Is it all just to make the billionaires and uh, more more billionaire? To increase their billions, I I don't know. Is it a beta test to see how compliant populations are? Going back to the very beginning of this thing in March 2020, I have questioned why are they doing this. But uh, the only conclusion that I can substantially form is that I don't know. I just know it's not because they have our health and well-being at, at heart because this disease is just not potent enough. To justify everything we've, we've we've seen over the course of the well last and year, it's like very it's
1: very serious though it affects people all differently and you can get really 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 sick nigh on to death I know all about it at the same time their actions speak louder than words they claim that oh my gosh the hospitals being overwhelmed is that true I think in certain cases people are going to the hospital but do they need to be going to the hospital is the real question so I went to the hospital twice James and um, I, they would claim, well, because you're unvaccinated. By golly, that's why. Well, that's a lie. Um, but when I went there, all they did was give me, uh, uh, basically, they gave me um, the ability to rehydrate. But it's illegal <laughs> for most people to get the medicines to rehydrate themselves or to even have a professional do it on your own. And then as soon as I got ivermectin, I didn't need to go to the hospital. But, of course, they wouldn't prescribe that, so I had to wait for a doctor who would. But I got one other interesting thing about this when we come back. You're listening to Everybody Roundtable Live.
7: As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center— where heritage and responsibility instill character for over 40 years american heritage school has been educating both hearts and minds bringing out academic excellence this is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living god are fundamental where students national test scores average near the 90th percentile with american heritage school's advanced distance education program distance is no longer an issue With an accredited LDS oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job, it will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org.
10: As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, The nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series,
9: With
0: news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman and James Edward on your radio. We're talking about the lies related to COVID that are just becoming beyond the pale, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let me just kind of do a pop quiz for you, James. When you got the COVID, they tell you to isolate and stay home and Drink lots of fluids and, you know, just sleep and take care of yourself. But if certain things happen, you should definitely go to the hospital. What do they say? When do they say you need to go to the hospital, James? I couldn't tell you, actually. When do they say that? When you can't breathe. <laughs> well, that would be a good time to go. I would agree with that. All right, so here's the problem with that. Um, What do they do to you when you can't breathe, James?
2: They put you on oxygen. That's right. All right. Stop.
1: They put you on oxygen. But do you realize that oxygen is a controlled substance? You have to have a prescription to even get oxygen? No, I did not know that. All right. So if you have to have a prescription to get oxygen, and we're in emergency times now, so emergency that we're going to force everyone to take experimental vaccines. So emergency that we're going to lock everybody down. So emergency we're going to force everyone to wear a mask. I mean, this is emergency time to the point where we're literally going to almost have martial law around the country, okay? Do you think one of the emergency actions they should take is to say, let's make um, oxygen not a prescription? You know what? If you have COVID and you can't breathe, Get your buddies, your loved ones, somebody to go down to the drugstore, to the grocery store, to wherever, and get oxygen and do it today. I think that we should have um, made oxygen capabilities available to most people before we made ventilators in the hospital mandated for people. Because ventilators, we've all know, we've all proven are virtually certain death. It's last resort. We don't know what else to do. Try the ventilator, and we know people die. We're not going to try horsey poop ivermectin, even though thousands of doctors claim that it works incredibly well. And there's thousands of people like me that have taken ivermectin and literally got off oxygen within hours. The only reason they kept sending me home from the hospital instead of keeping me there, you want to know why, James? Uh, To make a little money? Because I had my own oxygen. So I could go home.
2: What did you do? Do you have a... I have an oxygen
1: concentrator for other reasons. So I have a prescription for this controlled substance that ah. nobody else can get, so nobody else can go home unless they get a prescription, da-da-da-da-da-da, a big old long process. I could go home that very night because I had my own oxygen. And the, and the uh, medical professionals is like, we'd love to keep you here, but we just don't see any point if you've got your own oxygen, that's all we can do for you. So my question is, is why are we having oxygen as a controlled substance? No one's having this discussion that I know of except for me. And I kind of wonder what gives on that. But here's the next headline for you. Breakthrough COVID 19 infections after vaccinations can lead to long haul coronavirus symptoms. New Israeli study shows, James. Yeah, I tell you that. So now you're more likely to take the vaccine to get long haul symptoms, buddy.
2: Well, see, the Israelis are, are looking at this from all angles, apparently. So it was from the Jerusalem Post. The Israeli researchers were now trying to learn after two million doses of this stuff has been uh, put into people if uh, it is, in fact, dangerous at all and and, and long term. And so, yeah, you're going to have long term effects from... From this, you're going to have long-term effects if you have the virus. Well, like you said, I mean, again, if I'm wrong about this, I'll just join the uh, (laughs) seemingly uh, ever-expanding list of conservative talk radio show hosts who have uh, rolled the dice and come up short. But if you're going to have long-term effects... they rolled the dice. Hold on.
1: Stop. Stop, stop. They rolled the dice and come up short because... The things that I'm bringing up that are necessary to keep people out of the hospitals and keep the hospitals from being overwhelmed are not being utilized. Let people try ivermectin. You should have two thresholds of when you try ivermectin. One, before you go to the hospital because they're overwhelmed and we can't have you here if you don't really have to be here. Number one, try ivermectin, by golly. Number two, if we're about to put you on a ventilator because it's almost certain death when that happens, uh, ivermectin, baby. Let's give it, try it, do it. Why don't we roll out that grand old experiment? They act like it's the end of the world if we do so. But you're talking about people who are overwhelming hospitals. Well, give them oxygen, give them ivermectin, and they don't probably need to go to the hospital. Those are the two things that save my bacon. And so when they say these talk show hosts that criticize the vaccines and everything else and they wind up dead, maybe if we gave them oxygen and ivermectin, they wouldn't
2: be dead, sir. What do you know about the monoclonal uh medicine i know it's
1: a great solution but it's incredibly expensive it's about twenty one thousand dollars a dose okay (laughs) so hey it's a great solution if you're donald trump and if you're the texas governor there greg abbott it's a wonderful solution my friend for you and i it might work because again all it does is take antibodies from somebody else's blood put it in your blood and hopefully they can raise the antibody level enough high enough to make sure that you're
2: protected
5: or well, that would defended. be a better
2: you think that would be a better straight shot than than a vaccine. Absolutely.
5: Without
1: question. But nobody can afford it. See, Ivermectin, now, you that know how much it, Ivermectin it, it, costs?
2: Uh, but you can get
1: it. Yeah, not much.
2: Although supply the man has made a human
1: version. If you get the human prescription from a doctor through a pharmacy, it's about thirty five bucks. How do I know? Because I got it, ladies and gentlemen. and paid out of my bank account. That's how I know. And, and did did you thugs feel better it? Like I don't after know. I know all it. about it.
2: Do you think that it had an effect on your recovery in the in the near in the, uh, the, uh, the the near hours after taking it? I mean, could you? Yes. Could you so feel here's it? what happened.
1: I was on oxygen. I had a um, what do I call those things that you put on your finger.
2: Yeah, the pulse ox oh. meter.
1: Yeah, pulse oximeter. okay. And I had a pulse oxmeter, and when I would take my oxygen off, my oxygen would drop from like 93, 94, 95 down to 70 in about 10 seconds.
2: 65, wow. yeah, 70. That, that's pretty stout. That's crazy. It's serious.
1: I mean, you're talking about if that happens long-term, your brain fries kind of stuff, right? All right, because you're starved from oxygen. Well, anyway, this after I took ivermectin, Literally within probably three, four, five, six hours, I took off oxygen. And that did not happen. My oxygen did not drop, and I did not need oxygen going forward. Now, I did put oxygen on a couple of times a day for 15, 20 minutes for the next several days because I was told that was wise. Um, but I didn't need to stay on oxygen, and my oxygen did not plummet. I don't know a better case study uh, from an individual testimony to prove the point. I'm telling you, it's so blatant. It's beyond debate, James, in my case.
2: And, and what is, uh, I'm just asking questions now like a, like, um, a random person in the stands, but uh, is the Regeneron, is that one of the uh, monoclonal antibody treatments or is that something different?
1: I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I think that it is. Um, but, again, those antibody treatments are great, but all they're doing is putting antibodies into your bloodstream and saying we hope that it's enough, and if not, we'll try to give you more because we don't know what level we really need. So I appreciate that approach. But why not do ivermectin for thirty five dollars, and maybe these people wouldn't be going to the hospital? Why not well, make it where people can get oxygen?
2: Well, so that's what you're talking about, Sam. You're, you're talking about they're, they're troubleshooting this whole thing on the fly because they just they even they themselves don't know. Doesn't it seem like six months after, or three months after you receive a second dose of a vaccine that you're already you know being told to get a booster? I mean, just within a couple of months later, that that doesn't seem right. That's within the same. Why are they going to
1: mock? Why are they going to mock me and Joe Rogan, who swear that ivermectin works, while they claim the hospitals are too full, while they fire everybody that won't get vaccinations? See, everything they're
2: doing points to they've got a hey, they've got a goal. This is this is this is a question that needs to be asked while we're on this conversation because this is, I think, the, the next big threshold in 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 seeing how compliant a population will be to go against its own will, uh, just to to avoid. Uh, inconveniences with now this will get tied up in courts of course but conservatives always lose in court so don't look for any any sort of resolution there i think we should know that by now a hundred people or more out of business you employ a hundred people or more they've got to be mandated to be vaxxed how many people are just going to stop working how many people i mean i we know there's some evidence of this happening in in the short term but i i wonder if this is just something people are just going to this is going to be the straw that breaks the people's back
1: Yeah, it is. We're either going to fight back and stop Joe, or companies are going to start saying we got 121 employees. We're going to get rid of the 21. We're going to have 99, and uh, small businesses are going to flourish. Self-employment is going to flourish, uh, big time under this. Now, I got a final story for you that I find interesting and worth worthy of discussion. So, the National Association of Broadcasters, James, has a show every year. They used to have a TV, you know, radio whole. Listic show. And then they had a radio show separate. And the, then the big show was April every year in Vegas. And then the radio show was in October kind of thing. And it would rally, it would go to different places around the country. And um, then they cut it off because of the COVID. Then this year, they came back and said, we're going to have it in October now. It's going to be incredible. We want you all to come, but you by force must be vaccinated and show your vax card or you can't come. So guys like me decided I wasn't going to go. And I assume that so many people felt like me, James, to where now here's the headline. You ready? NAB 2021 show, or the National Association of Broadcasters 2021 show officially canceled. Officially canceled.
2: No more NAB
1: show at all, James.
2: So the the people who weren't willing to comply made the attendance plummet to such an extent that they couldn't even even put on well, the well. They're going to claim they that they
1: can't do it because the COVID's out of control. But I'm telling you that on the backside, I don't think enough people were willing to go.
2: Well, it makes you thankful for people like DeSantis, who's really digging in in Florida. I mean, they're really out to get him manipulating the evidence and and, and taking things out of context. And he's trying to actually find he's trying to do the exact opposite, find businesses, find businesses that are mandating the vaccines. And, of course, that's going to get tied up in court. And court never ends well for uh, liberty loving people. But. Uh, very rarely, I think Richard Mack may be the one outlier that I know of in my life. But, uh, but we'll, they'll we'll never see. admit it
1: because uh, of the vaccine thing, but I'm convinced that's a, a significant portion of what it is. And I'll tell you why. Ready to know how I know? Yeah. If me. the vaccine's effective, and if they're only letting vaxxed people in, why does the coronavirus spiraling out of control matter? <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, it's only spiraling out of control for those whacked-out, psychotic people that won't take the jab. They're running around dying and going to the hospital and melting down and eating horsey poop and doing all kinds of crazy crap to try to stay alive. The rest of us are having a safe, effective um, NAB show because we're all vaxxed and good.
2: Isn't that the reality of what's going on? Well, I'll tell you, uh, my daughter uh, competed in a fair two weeks ago. 50 50 wearing masks wearing not very crowded I mean, i'm still alive my uh i was at a an event last week giving a speech i've been traveling all over no more no less than any other time and uh, somehow some way i've <laughs> been able to survive this thing i don't know we'll see the good lord wills it and jesus tarries we'll uh, we'll keep on doing the same but i'm just saying you can have a normal life and uh survive it uh, so don't let don't let them tell you otherwise
1: Anyway, there you have it. The NAB 2021 show officially canceled, but the only people that were allowed to go were vaccinated people, and they're claiming that it's just too out of control even for the vaxxed to go. I got a question. How effective is that? (laughs) Maybe I'm just stupid. I lack scientific knowledge, I guess. But I understand one plus one equals, I guess it's one or is it really two? I'm just teasing. That's the, that's the kind of deception they really want to pull the wool over your eyes on. Don't fall for the lies, ladies and gentlemen. All right. For James Edwards, deeppoliticalcesspool.org and Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.org, syndicated by lovingliberty.net, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic of the United States of America.